gentlemen slumbo slice wow what an intro paper keg Mm. podcast the energy (laughs) the energy is through the roof (laughs) three dear friends get together nostalgia dear friends to talk about a comic book together as one in unison kumbaya wolverine by chris claremont and frank miller Chris Claremont. Let's get back to the Fulva Bean Pea. If I, if I could just uh, part the kimono, Dale lied to us about having to take the trash out so he could drag his ancient mixer out of no. the dust so he could plug storage. it in, so he could throw an audio cable in, so he could hit us with some Patrick Hernandez. Absolutely not. I did take the trash out. All right. I still have leftover trash Oh my Christmas. Gosh. I siphon out of the garage every time I can fill up a garbage can since I'm allotted one garbage can full of garbage a week in, in the, uh, the trash service that I pay for supplementally. Otherwise, I'd be driving my trash to the dump every week in my... I, and if I did that, I'd just, I would just have to drive my VW right into that <laughs> landfill and leave it there so I don't go there. <laughs> be like an action scene you open the door you roll out and then it <laughs> peters slowly into the trash pile you inexplic- uh, inexplicably have a brick in your back seat you just use to wedge <laughs> against the gas pedal right yeah. the guy, before i do that the uh, the guy working there has to check to see if my registration uh, sticker is up to date i paid i paid my dump dues for the year check that sir and then we'll read your letters live to tape to close out the show. You know, I think PA is not even uh, requiring registration stickers 2017 anymore. No, we just got ours in the mail. They are stickers. I think we're phasing. I just read an article. PA is like saying you don't need them. You know. 2017. Katie just got one in the mail saying her Toyota must have. I'm going to have to do some Googling on this. I assure you. Uh, Be doing some Googling. I consider myself assured by you. Bottom of the hour, we're back. Mm -hmm. Better than ever. From our break, we're going to be talking about none other than the limited Wolverine series, four issues, legendary, shocking that we haven't talked about on this podcast before. We checked the numbers. We never did, apparently. Who knows? We checked the tape. Could have been a rounding error. (laughs) 
could have been anything. <laughs> could have been an episode that we recorded with Scotty Young and I never hit record. Boy, you're never going to hear the end of that. I'll tell you what. From yourself. Or not, not just yeah, I mean, There's people on Twitter referencing yeah, constantly, that moment. Constantly you know? throw it in my face. It's time. It's over. You know? It's like, a, uh, it, it's like the one, not the one, but it's probably the biggest brown stain on my accomplishments. <laughs> like the same brown from a white man's A around his area. And it's and that hole's been used for one job for thirty six years. <laughs> so it's darker than his complexion. <laughs> really big show. Glad we were able to recharge our batteries over Christmas <laughs> break. <laughs> All right, we're back. Yeah, let's, let's, let's cut all that out. <laughs> That's got to stay in. <laughs> we took Christmas break off. You know, the natives were getting restless. Mm-hmm. You know, where's Paper Keg? What are you idiots doing? You know? We, we don't want any more episodes. <laughs> what does this tweet mean about you guys coming back? No, no. No. That's no. not funny. <laughs> no, don't come back. That's what people were saying. So we're like, well, maybe we don't come back. Right. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Uh, but we recharged our batteries like. and we had a great time away, honestly. I thought I had a great time. We mm-hmm. saw the we saw each other in person mm-hmm. multiple occasions. Two you weekends know? in a row. It was wonderful to take a step back from, you know, the weekly recording, kind of get back to life, lose yourself in falling asleep at eight forty five every night. Oh, uh, feeling absolutely unaccomplished. God, eight forty-five. Amazing. God, what a life we have. Honestly, yeah. I mean, what a blessing it must be to be able to fall asleep before twelve. Did you see that doctor yet? About that? Friday, Friday. Yeah, you know, let's pull back the medical right. curtain. I've lost eleven pounds in two weeks. What? Yeah, there might be something going on. What's your uh, What's your overall weight at right now? Well, at a two twenty-eight. Jesus, two twenty-eight, mm-hmm. like a Adonis, two twenty-eight. <laughs> I sure a Lyme disease, Adonis. God, two twenty-eight. Yeah, from three forty-two. Jesus, frig. So, so, so you're, last you're going to see the doctor to see how you can lose more in that amount. Of time. No, I, I uh, eleven pounds in two weeks is like alarming, especially yeah. when you're getting two, three hours of sleep a night, right? Uh, you know, sometimes. I don't want. I don't want to hear it. But yeah, hear two or three. You're gonna say less. Right. I don't want to hear it right now. That, that grosses me out. No, I, I get about a solid four. Okay. To pull back, to pull back that silky caterpillar-made kimono from Shogun Japan even further. Jonesy uh, Shogun was a person, not a place. But okay. In a Jonesy, in a revealing. G chat uh, described himself as laying down in the shower and sleeping <laughs> back back laying against the the tile or the ceramic mm-hmm. uh, legs butterfly position open mm-hmm. letting that warm water just <laughs> letting that warm water just pepper his body you know uh, when I built bush. the addition 
for uh, <laughs> my mother to come in. You know, I, I specifically built a double wide shower. You could play a regulation game of racquetball in that shower. And uh, sometimes I put the steam shower on and I just lay down in that, M- in that MFR and I just let it soak in. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who knows it. <laughs> so uh, last week, you know, we got together, the three of us. We had uh, we had honestly let's part the kimono as baby made in Shogun Japan. It's yeah. allegedly a city. <laughs> I mean, you, like Tokyo didn't pop in your head. Shogun, let's all let's have a sh- live show from Shogun Japan if we can. Yes, can we? Uh, we we chat chatted last week. We got together. You know, we said to each other, "We need to talk. We need to have a talk in person." The three of us over the internet. It's about to get real. So we uh, sat down, and we made a decision. You know, maybe not all of us, but... Uh, episode 300, right around the corner. Six months away. Half a year. Will be our final weekly paper keg episode. Mm. So we had a, we had a chat. Uh, that will be our last weekly usual show. After that, we'll likely, you know, we'll have some fun times together. We'll record a show here and there whenever we want. Maybe like Westworld premiere. Maybe Mm -hmm. we read a book. Maybe we watch a TV show we like. And then we'll record. Maybe we all hit the the books and study up on Shogun. (laughs) And come back the week after (laughs) with our own personal definitions of. Right. What it really means to us. Because that's what it matters. Right. But uh, uh, it's it's no guarantee that the shows or any podcast on the Paper Cake feed will be of any regular occurrence. So episode 300 will be our last weekly one. And if I may set the stage, if you want to envision the last scene of the Dark Knight movie where James Gordon is discussing the events and Batman is zipping through the streets of Gotham and Gordon is talking about how he's you know he's what we need. He's the, he'll he'll take the blame. I will fully take the blame for this. Uh, now, if you're making yourself the Dark Knight, that was the whole reason you wanted to take the blame, right? You no, didn't tell us that. Yeah, part. yeah. You did not explain that. About pre- how I was pre-show. going to set myself up as this sexy crime fighter <laughs> at the end of this intro bit here. You're, you're you dark martyr. But uh, you know my my schedule has gotten increasingly busier and dedicating three to four hours a week to paper keg is uh less uh i don't know what the word i'm looking for than ideal less less than ideal for my current situation so um thankfully jonesy and dale were were open to discuss this topic and uh so we decided to go out on a nice round delicious number 300 and, you know, actually, I don't think we talked about this, but that's the summer. If we wanted to do one kind of big night out in the town. Oh, wow. Tuxedos, limousine. Well, I you don't know, know about that. Maybe but it's on Instagram for the kids to some, see. Wear some khaki shorts, go to a bar. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. That'd be kind of so, cool. Slim not yeah. drinking. Jonesy not drinking. <laughs> Dale's like a mess a on the concrete. Studio. Let's go. 
may I say a few words? Yeah, sure. I mean, we have right. six months to say final words, really. Mm-hmm. But this, this is not this is not final words. This is not words of departure. I just say, you know, uh, one of the big things that we uh, spoke about last week on the danger call was that you know we think the three of us have some great chemistry and we think um the community we we have built together on um slim's laurels if you will uh is very important to all of us so in order to not hard stop we think going semi-regular in order to keep the brand going is the best route to keep paper keg alive i think one of our worries was just getting so burnt out that mm-hmm. we would we wouldn't want to come back to the mics at all right we've i mean we've been going hard weekly and Six if years. you think if you think about it i mean not to single out any one person but slim we read you know, at least six issues of a comic book every week. And that's on top of what Slim already is, has to do because his job description says he has to do it. So, you know, he's, a man's bound to get fried. I'm fried, and I, I read less than the requirement for paper keg every week. So, uh, you know. Not sure how that's possible, but okay. <laughs> but, you know what? The magic of uh, Wikipedia. Uh, so, you know, I think it's important that the three of us remain a thing. You know what I mean? Slim mm-hmm. has offered, to, Slim offered to like, you know, stop doing the show as regularly, but, you know, I just don't think it's the same without the three of us. So this opens up the option to uh, us to do, you know, to do more uh, Tom Cruise episodes or... Mm-hmm. Episodes of our choosing, you know, Westworld premiere, uh, Logan. Basically, the the last week's call uh, was like eighty percent Westworld, twenty percent Paper Keg, in my recollection. Yeah, it was heavy. So couldn't stop saying the word Westworld. Heavily inclined <laughs> that the Westworld premiere would be our coming back sure. show. And you know, not to sound too um, uh, floaty, but I feel like what we've created and the relationships we've uh, created over the course of the podcast are bigger than the podcast. So it's not like anything will change between our, you know, our new friends or whatever once a weekly show stops. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if you've gotten the invite to the Q3 trips, that invite will continue to go out. You know, please don't think because we're in the paper gig <laughs> that you're not, you know, karate, it's okay. You can cut my rope anytime that you need to yeah we talked about uh potentially you know doing more guest hosts but you know i think the three of us is is the is the bread and butter of the show so episode 300 is you know it's still a long time away it's six months away um we also talked about going before anyone reaches out we talked about going bi-weekly we talked about going monthly um but it would take us 10 years to get to that episode 300 number if we went monthly. So who knows? Plus, you know, we weren't sure if going monthly was even worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, one show a month. Um, yeah. If I mean, if you guys had an opinion, you would probably say once a month is better than any, is better than nothing, but it's like 12 episodes a year. You know, it's nothing. Right. So, um, 
so I think you know closer to episode three hundred we'll we'll do some stuff with the patreon too to to have that wrap up presumably um and then also I was going through our book club doc. I don't know if we want to talk about it now or later or off air but talk. I was looking at what would be the final episode book club, and I know what the final episode book club is what drop I knew, it now. I knew it instantly. As soon okay. as I saw the number three hundred, just the big announcement you were were. I mean, from it would us? be kind of cool to announce the final book club just to kind of put it to rest. You okay. know, people guessing, Do people it. making recommendations. God, pull the trigger, Slim. What do you think, Dale? Dale, what do you think? Should I should I should I say it now? Say it now. Say it now. You know, as soon as I looked at that document, that blank space where it said three hundred, I think it was July or June, August. Mm-hmm. I don't know, June, July. Mm-hmm. A book goes by the name of Criminal. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we all say that would be the final episode if we ever did? I mean, Criminal, how, how fitting list? would that be to finally Jeez. come full circle? And would have it be amazing? Be the final book club. If I read it again and ended up not liking it <laughs> the second time around, <laughs> this whole thing was the long con for me to read a book. After I all that read. time. You probably wouldn't. You'd come up with an excuse to not do the show. You'd be like, "We got to put it off. I can't do it." <laughs> oh yes, that's amazing. Wow. So there it is. Uh, tentatively, I think the date is like July twenty sixth, or it's like the last week of July. So that's when the final show would be. So in a perfect world, we have six months to plan a, a small gathering. Uh, mm-hmm. If people want to come to Philly at the end of the summer, I thought that, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. That's great. We get uh, plenty of time to plan. Plenty of time. We'll probably wait until the week before to actually start planning, but... Better start laying the groundwork now if we're going to do that and possible Q317 this year. Oh, I mean, we got a lot of kissing A to do. First of all, I we think, need to uh, have our wives do their own Q17. Yeah. That's the only way I think we're going to have our own Q317. Q217 wives, I think. Especially when I tell her I'll be going to be traveling for work in about two to three weeks. Jesus. Again. So. Just kind of hoping she listens to this episode. And <laughs> that's how it fits your break. Lines up. <laughs> Should we get into Wolverine or is there anything else we wanted to, uh, any uh, brief things from our break or any nears that Dale yeah, wants ha- to share? Haven't we laid it in to the people enough? <laughs> it's been uh, 20 minutes of non-comic talk, but. You know, who's that's, that's why the people are here, honestly. Right. Yeah. When we stop doing comics altogether, that's all they're going to be here for. It's going to be Tom, Tom Cruise movies. It's going to be oh, The Mummy. God. It's going to be whatever he does after The Mummy. The Mummy. Mission Impossible 6. 6. Ooh, it's going to be Jonesy and I doing that uh, Longmire book podcast. <laughs> I think Bookshug was just a audition for us just still Longmire podcast. It's just going to be a paper keg colon Bookshug episode. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't want to say we're going to call it the Absaroka County Deputies Club, but oh my God, I mean, that's a pretty zinger of a title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dale, Wolver- ACDC is what I was getting at before you just, you know, no sell my title there. Thanks. You know what? I'll, you know, let me just turn off the recording. Oh I'll see you Jonesy, thanks for coming, Jonesy. We'll see uh, you in Shogun. Nobody got that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it either, to be perfectly fair. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Wolverine. 
limited edition, limited series, whatever you want the hell you want to call it, issues one through four, the 80s, Frank Miller, Claremont, the height of their game. Yeah? Yeah? Yes, love? <laughs> yeah. PKU2. You guys are probably thinking about that uh, episode of Friends where Ross called the radio station and uh, dedicated a song to Rach after making a list of pros and cons oh, about boy. dating her. That's not what I was thinking about when I play this song. I think about when I had possibly the greatest idea in 2017. <laughs> Friends together to see you two in concert. Only to have it spat upon. And Charmin Altred down the septic tank of life. The Slim doesn't see you two since that one time in 79 when they played the Stone Pony in Asbury Park. Nice little intimate gathering. I thought I was pretty cordial in my response. You know, I tried not to be. Here comes Slim being all negative Nancy at this idea. <laughs> Slim would like the mountain to come to Muhammad. Listen, <laughs> I, Muhammad all I, s- I think I even said, like, I know this makes me feel like a snob, but I'm not into right. stadium concerts that right. much. It's like yeah. only when the store come fun. around and play my neighbor's upstairs bedroom. <laughs> I mean, I nice. just like to have Keith Richards with a acoustic guitar you know, on my couch, and you know, that's isn't how everyone does it. Listen, I'm just not all about being a quarter mile away from a stage, hanging out pe- next to people eating ham sandwiches. Ooh, you know, I can, I can easily listen to Spotify and do that in my lawn. Can you imagine the H uh, E heck heck that Slim would be in when the, if the three of us were at a concert and Jonesy and I are just singing at each other at the top of our lungs? <laughs> Let's be honest, you Slim would, would never heck. go to a concert with us. No, we I would never, probably him. never do that. No, we we would embarrass him. I would pro- no, I, we would go to a concert, but the I mean the ambiance of the concert has to be such that it's it's small and like mm-hmm. so that I yeah. wouldn't be kind of we oh, wouldn't yeah. be the only like twelve people within a sixty foot radius sitting on a picnic bench picnic uh, whatever, and then you two would be like you know singing to each other, and I'd be like you know I can't even hear Bono guys. This is you know. <laughs> I I smell I smell the mustard of this guy's hot dogs that's sitting next to me right. on this picnic. So you would prefer if like Bono was on like the uh, bongos and the edge had just like a, a, a acoustic guitar, and they were just like you know at this table, and that would be an acceptable concert experience. I think a hundred percent of people would say that that's a more acceptable situation. Slash like if you impossible had, if you had to, situation. Well, I mean, you're offering me that the edge. Obviously, the sarcasm guitar was solo on rampant a, on a in that question. Yes, I'm going to say yes to that. With a shoebox and rubber band <laughs> guitar. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, mm. it's a great idea. It's just, you know, it's great. It's Dale, great I'll still go with you. Dale. Thanks, babe. I, I got to tell you, Wolverine aside, I texted Jonesy one night, fever dream... Aerosmith farewell tour. Oh yeah, Jonesy and I 
Mm-hmm. Marijuana cigarettes, eight hours mm-hmm. for the concert, mm-hmm. in that parking lot. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen like uh, the scene from Days and Confused. Oh, yeah. Are they having a farewell concert tour? They are. Their first they and touring. only farewell concert. Really? I'm hoping that we get Run DMC in Philadelphia. <laughs> you know? They would have to show up. They would Absolutely. Have to. That's an easy numbers. win. One, one of the best concerts in my whole life, Run DMC, Aerosmith together. Was that in like, you know, a small club? It was like a bathroom, Run DMC was, like was performing no, for No, I, I believe I went to, I don't know if it, was it at the vet? No. Had to be sitting in Spectrum. Park. Was it the Spectrum? Yeah, it was the Spectrum. There you it was go. Great show. hockey stadium. Yeah, I've, great. I've, saw, I've seen Pearl Jam at the Spectrum. Yeah. And uh, I saw Kiss and Aerosmith at Hershey Stadium, and that was amazing. Mm. Outdoor stadium during the day. Did they sing Lick It Up? Uh, no, they did not sing Lick It Up, because Don't I went there specifically hoping that they would sing Lick It Up. <laughs> that was like but our they, favorite song for one summer. I, I oh, Lick It Up! Wow! Amazing song. Amazing music video when they were prancing around in their oh, street clothes. No makeup. Sands and makeup. But uh, Gene Simmons has that wife beater, but the cuff of it comes underneath his nipples as if that was a <laughs> appropriate fashion choice. Absolutely. Uh, Jonesy, have you seen his tongue? Women will do anything uh, for Gene Simmons. So he says, I'm not sure that. I mean, from what I hear from Gene Simmons, women <laughs> will from- do anything. Uh-huh. I, I suppose you know, maybe they're in it's like a inverted magic bullet. <laughs> uh, how do we get to kiss from from Wolverine? <laughs> it's deep down the series. rabbit hole. I'll tell you what. <laughs> there was no kiss to be had in the Wolverine limited series, unfortunately. But there was a play, so I guess sort of there was a concert of of sorts. Jonesy, do you want to walk us through this limited series? You know. um this is one of the most revered limiteds of all time. Um, and I feel like any synopsis I could give it would be a general disservice to the story, but yet I'll attempt anyway. Uh, Wolverine is a four issue uh, mini, and it was kind of our first glimpse into the man before he was one of Xavier's uh, X-Men. And, this also, and Slim, you're the Wolverine genealogist, or the James Howlett genealogist, so stop me if I'm wrong here. Uh, the first introduction of uh, Logan Sons Japanese roots, right? Claremont gave us for the first time the uh, 3D character of Wolverine, the fleshing out of his backstory. And it, it's a beautiful tale of Logan returning to Japan after his the love of his life uh, is forced into an arranged marriage with a more than evil businessman and her semi supervillain father and how Wolverine is beaten in single combat and must rebuild himself uh, not only physically but uh, mentally regain his own honor and uh, in doing so reclaiming the love of his life 
That's all I can say. Mm. You know what's also a great song on that Joshua Tree album? Red Hill Mining Town. You know what is my favorite song on Joshua Tree? Trip I, Through Your Wires. Mm. Good song. Mm. Both good songs. <laughs> I mean, that's an amazing album, honestly. You play the whole thing, the whole album. Just they, don't go, Slim. Before. I mean, once, once in a lifetime, uh, but please don't do it. I don't want to. You know what would be the scenario is where like I, I give up and I say, okay, let's go. And we have like literally the worst seats ever and I can't see anything. Bono is like an orange dot from our field of view. And I'm eating like a foot long hot dog in, in the stands. Right. Because that wouldn't be the, the, that would be the worst part of the night. Right? <laughs> For you. But like you, you get up to leave and you pass a cheese dog, pretzel dog stand. And the guy spills it on me. And then I have to like go back to my seat. I'm like wiping cheese. cheese but he gives you four free pretzel dogs as like Imagine. a sorry. You're probably like constantly sniffing your t-shirt that's stained with like butter from the pretzel dog roll. You're just constantly like dipping your nose down. But your t-shirt's so thin, all you do is rip it in half and peel it off anyway. You're good to go. And then I show my six pack to Bono mm-hmm. from, from that section. And he sees it and he just points. Yeah. And then, and then the all edge. of a sudden... All the of a sudden, sees it too. you're on stage for Where the Streets Have No Name, which is their hidden encore that we nobody saw coming. Mm. Right. Isn't just that like on the shredding. album? Yeah, but they don't play it during the show. And you're like, <laughs> how come they didn't play Where the Streets Have No Name? Then they come back. And the you know, the like when the golden light just comes out from the back? And it's like probably four or five minutes of just the edge doing that, uh, yeah, like that refrain. Up. Have we have we recorded since we t- we talked about the YouTube in Boston YouTube no. clips that you no? Found? But I want I want super down the YouTube in Boston oh, rabbit God. hole. I mean, and you watch can't the entire find concert. a better live videotaped show. Period. There, there is a point where Bono asks for help because he's like getting over a cold and his voice starts cracking, and the entire crowd sings for him. That brought a tear. Mm. I mean, mind. like he doesn't use that line at every concert. He's, ne- he's <laughs> never, he's never said that before at a concert. No, he's it's never the first time ever. Never since that time. You know. <laughs> do you remember? I'm not sure if you remember the DVD, Jonesy, but obviously you do. But I think in the making of, they talked about how that was the second night that they recorded, and that the first night was a dud. And I think really? They all, yeah, they all like agreed that like the first night just didn't have it, so they recorded the second. I think are like, you two kidding? Nights, and that was the night that made it. Wow. How wild is that? When they walk down the heart ramp and start playing an acoustic version of Desire, I think maybe that's the point where I just take my pants all the way off. Yeah. Just kick them across the room. Like You're just not going to need them. You know? You just climb into that steam shower like a cheetah. Mm-hmm. Like a prowling cheetah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the only other Where the Streets Have No Name performance that's as good as that one is the one that they did at the Super Bowl that year because mm. it was after uh, 9-11 and they had the big the tarp names? behind them and they yeah. played all the names of the people that were lost. Holy and Bono Lord. opens his leather jacket and he's and got the, the flag. American flag stitched in <sighs> and he just leaves it on the mic stand as he walks away. Jesus. Jesus. <sighs> Chills. God. Might as well watch the concert after we record it again. Just <laughs> straight through. This is the, what we can do after 300 episodes of Paper Keg. We could just play that concert and release it as an episode. We could re- we could review the concert. We can review the concert. Oh my god! And that way we don't get in trouble for you know <laughs> copyright laws, infringements. We can show Dale a place high on the desert plain. Mm, god, 
Jesus. Wet. I want to feel sunlight on my Man. face. You couldn't see it, but Jonesy cocked his head back <laughs> as yeah, if someone sure. was tickling his foot and he was singing at the same time. The edge was tickling my foot. He's probably so, getting a text from his wife right now to keep it down. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's about to happen. Dale, what did you think Oops. of Wolverine Limited Series? I mean, this is this is just a classic. I, I, I went through the paper keg list two, two to three times to make sure we haven't done that before because I remember us talking about Mariko and Yukio, but, Shogun. But honest to God, it's just it's amazing. I mean, Claremont, eighties Claremont aside, like when Wolverine reveals himself to be one of the uncanny X Men. <laughs> uh, it's I mean, it's just a gorgeous story. It's just a gorgeous four parter about love and what you would do to uh to save uh the woman you loved and to uh and to get the whole story even in the face of constantly constantly dis dis what's the word disrespect disrespect disrespecting her Gaging. and her culture it's it's an ama- it's an amazing story yeah, and they, I like, for whatever reason, it just totally escaped me. Um, cause I've, I had this in print and I was starting to read some of it to James like two months ago. And I had forgotten that the, the Wolverine movie totally lifts the beginning of this, uh, book. Yeah, me too. The bear. I totally forgot. I don't know what, what how on earth I forgot that. <clears throat> but that was a great intro. You get to see Wolverine, you know, being an animal, like a hunter kind of doing, to try to take out this bear that's killed people. And then he finds out that it's been poisoned using this illegal dart. And then he goes after the hunter. But the, I mean the, the pacing of the artwork is really well done with Wolverine and the, and I think the, the wolves that he sees, but just shifting moods. It's just really uh, well paced in the book by Frank Miller. But even the writing I felt aside from the goofy, like, you know, Quippy one-liners about on the best there is, etc. Uncanny X Men. I mean, there's a ton. I felt like it's just still on point. Like the inner monologue Absolutely. of Wolverine is just so on point. If I could reveal to you something that absolutely stunned me as I reread this, uh, and I'm skipping ahead to the final issue, <clears throat> uh, but you know, if it, we'll f- feel free to circle back later. Classic Jonesy move, right? Uh, we know we've known Wolverine for so long, but this still transported me back to a place where I thought he was in true peril. Like when he is basically trounced by Shinjin, you're like, "Oh man, he might not make it." And then when he faces him again a second time in the final issue, and that there, this is wonderful moment where like the background is gone and it's just them against a black background and they're trading blows and you're just getting Wolverine's stream of consciousness through it. Like I was transported to a place where I'm like, he might not make it. And I know he's still around and I know that his powers have, have been flushed out 
so thoroughly after this to where he's nigh on immortal, even though, uh, you know, spoilers, he's currently dead, uh, that that's difficult to do. And that, that shows you how much the writing still holds up. Also, how about, um, was it a member of the hand when she, uh, Yukio, who you meet later on, she's kind of working for Shinjin, but is in love with Wolverine. And she's like, he has a healing factory. You can't just kill him. And one of the guys is like, why don't you just rip out his heart? And then you're like, yeah, why don't they just rip out his heart? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing about, the way it sounded. How about Wolverine swimming? I was like, no, you're made of metal. You'll sink he and weighs die. Like two tons. The um, there's there's the 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 idea that Wolverine's like greatest defeat up until that point was getting whooped by uh, Mariko's father in front of her was was brilliant. Like he didn't. He wasn't like just like mutilated, but he got embarrassed in front of yeah. his love, and then that essentially kind of ended any shot he had at stealing her back from this arranged marriage. And there were so many that that was the beginning of like this downward spiral where he spiral where he just kept kept getting caught, and like the last panel of a series of pages would be like him with his uh, face shadowed but it was like downward like he was like moping and Mariko was like looking upon him in the background somewhere because he just thinks that he's she's just completely embarrassed for him like he looks like an, a fool for doing what he's doing and you know his uh, you know he thinks he's so cool with his like animalistic berserker rage and he know he, he knows like he you know he practically can't be beat but the gaze of his love who doesn't know that side of him. Oh yeah. That was a great scene where he like murders like 50 dudes in front of America and she's even further disgusted. Yeah. It's like, Oh God, you animal. So he just like in the end, he still loses. Yeah. And he just like slumps. But also how great was that scene where they could have easily just talked about the show happening and Wolverine maybe having no idea, but they, they continued to add the backstory of his, you know his history in japan and speaking the language and him remarking about how he likes this play and even remarks about how it's the best one he's seen of this play like while he's hiding in waiting he's like oh this is you know this is one of the better ones i've seen of this <laughs> yeah. like it's just those little moments that add such such depth to his character mm-hmm. yeah yeah that that was that's a really good observation because it just shows that He's so cultured, and you just don't know that side of him at, at all. And he's like, this uh, this Kabuki troupe is like one of the best I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. They're so talented. And he's I mean, got, I, he references Asano, the, uh, like the government worker in the beginning, and how they have a past together and stuff like that. I, I mean, I really like um, that they kind of grew Wolverine out of this persona as this ex-secret agent but i really would have loved if wolverine was just like this wandering ronin for the last 30 years like this model of japanese honor like it would have been much different storytelling but it it just hits so well in this book Mm -hmm. this kind of animalistic man and the only thing that could put him or make him human was to adopt this samurai culture that that puts honor before everything it's 
Oh, just makes me googly, kooky. Yeah, that's so yeah, good. that's true because it's it's hard to put a facet on what you know or have learned up until this point as the Wolverine is just like the maniac wild man who, you know, sticks to his own moral code and then you see like a, there's a big reason for that and it's not just because he's, you know, half animal and he was raised in the wilds, but like his past, his shady past in Japan and, and his, and the way he's been wronged and like, it's even less of a reason, but he still respects his Japanese culture and his Japanese side of things. But he still had like so many experiences that when he's not in the presence of that, he's even more of a wild man. How about when, um, he does the berserker rage and kills all those dudes in front of America and she's embarrassed. And then he kind of like becomes a drunk and starts hooking up with uh, Yukio who has is secretly kind of waiting to kill him for sh- uh, Shingen mm-hmm. on the sly. And she hasn't revealed it yet, but man, they fall in love like really fast. What's the time frame of him being in Japan to being madly in love with? I feel like it was only a 30 hour stay in Japan. <laughs> To begin so, with. But like issue three, he was remarking about how sh- oh she's my lady, and they're in love. Oh, yeah. Like well, let's <laughs> slow down here, Logan. I know you're an alcoholic now. All of a sudden, but you know you she's could totally. Still be I, I love it though because she's like totally enabling him, like to just keep drinking and fighting and getting mm-hmm. in fights with uh, in these illegal like monetary brawls. Yeah, and there Wouldn't was a- it be nuts if this story actually took place over four years. <laughs> Right. It'd be amazing. And then he just ditches her in the end. For He's like, all right, America. I'm back with Mariko. Well, their See relationship you, was, uh, I thought it was well explained, if it wasn't obvious to most readers, but later he even remarks about how Yukio enjoys my wild side, whereas, you know, the kind of almost anim- like the animalistic side of me that I've been trying to repress and mm-hmm. Mariko makes me want to be a better man. Like she pushes me to be less animalistic and, and like that's where the kind of the parallel between the two relationships really struck out. And then afterward, I think it was like, uh, Yukio, uh, like uh, maybe accidentally kills Asano, his buddy. And once Wolverine comes back and, and smells the blade or whatever, he realizes that it was Yukio that killed him and that Yukio probably works for Shingen and there's that beautiful scene where he's crouched down smelling the blood and he can he- I think it was or they're on a roof and he can hear Yukio enter the room and he's like mm-hmm. you know you could you could leave now or you can stay here and it's not going to end well for you and there's just like that freeze frame where they both understand that their relationship dynamic has totally altered beyond any you know shift and he's like I can I can hear her make a noise that's a cross between a laugh and a sob and she jumps mm-hmm. and she leaves immediately. I thought that was an amazing moment in the book. How about at the end where she basically saves him and well, Mariko and mm-hmm. his immediate thought is I hate her for Asano, but I love her for Mariko. Like, so now he's got that dichotomy where he's got this roller coaster relationship with this woman he wants revenge for his friend, 
but she just kind of repaid the debt by saving Mariko. Like, what do you like? How do you even have a relationship with somebody like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, only in in a book. Like, can't. And she, yeah, exactly. Because it's and and but and she also just like let him be who he is for twenty four hours in Japan, like in a drunken bender in Japan or whatever. Like, he was able to be his true raunchy self you know what i mean like tail is looking for a yukio is what he's saying i am going to japan and hopefully we'll find mine destination shogun after i was left (laughs) you hop in rooftops with your yukio getting in trouble how she just finds me and uh, you know falls in love with me because i'm paralyzed in an alley somewhere (laughs) and she professes her love to me dale san put on your sleep shirt that's the only way i want it The um the other bit uh has you know the kind of animated series version, even though the animated series came out later, but Wolverine kind of standing alone and going like There's no peace for me here. Remember that in the in the winter episode? So he has that revelation where like Cold Vengeance was the name of that episode. (laughs) Amazing episode where he puts on his shirt without putting his arm through his sleeves. (laughs) Still to this day bothers me immensely. He has the revelation that his life is just all effed and he's kind of had enough of it and he has that soliloquy and then he turns to the camera. He's got that beautiful face, that like half page splash. And he like makes, he has the epiphany that, you know, he's going to try to be like more of a, of a man or however you want to phrase it. Like the, the bad stuff is going to happen, but it's how he reacts to it and how he continues to. Um, make himself a better man, and then he goes after and has the fight with Shing. I thought it was a, it's a very short epiphany, um, but I thought it was still very well done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How about in that episode where Wolverine gets to wear that black snowsuit? <laughs> I always oh, thought yeah. that was bad, eh? Mm-hmm. And those like Timberland work boots. Mm. I thought you were stealing the village from me, Wolverine. You know, we could do we could do X Men animated series. Oh God. oh God! Let's just get these twenty five next episodes over. Let's record them all tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> next episode let's is episode re- two seventy five through two ninety nine. Let's just release this episode twenty four five more times. <laughs> that buys us another six months of doing practically nothing. <laughs> uh, the uh, I actually. Um, a super strange coincidence. This happens all the time where we do a book club and then Comixology, disclaimer, work for Comixology, releases relevant back issues or a digital version. Coincidence and they released, or are we being Westworlded right now? Uh, something to think about, honestly. William. But we released the Mariko's final issue. Like He goes to Japan because Jubilee gets transported through some kind of Mojo World shenanigans to Tokyo. So it goes to find her, and Mariko is tied up with the mob and criminal activities. Mm. And she's—I mean, it's not a spoiler. She's she's dead now. Something happens to her in that issue. But man, what an issue, and what a way to end it. But I just thought it was you know very strange uh, circumstances that we would just release that while we did this episode. But yeah, it's funny when you think of like Wolverine's great loves. I can't think of anyone but Mariko. Like, not even Jean Grey, like, pops in my head. Genie. <laughs> the, uh, what I didn't realize is that maybe they just didn't make it clear in this book or they changed it later, but her husband in this book was a crime boss, and I guess that's why they were forced to marry, because Shingen wanted access to 
the crime family. Yeah, his, I guess maybe his, I just yeah. missed it. Is it in the Wolverine that Shingen turns out to be Silver Samurai? Yeah, in the movie. It's like a robotic suit or something. Made such. of adamantium. Mm, yeah, mm. gotta have that adamantium, babe. I feel like that third act gets a lot of hate, but it's not terrible for that movie. No, I Overall, mean, that movie's uh, well, still great for me. When he's fighting uh, you know be, Shingen uh, in the rain, like in the house. Oh, yeah. And then he like da-da, pulls the blade da-da, closer da-da, into da-da, him. Da-da. God. I would love to see a Wolverine movie. You remember the Welcome to the Jungle story arc? Where he just goes up against the mob. Mm. Remember that one? Mm. Was that a Rucka Wolverine run? Uh, the mob stuff sounds like Frank Thierry. It was Frank Thierry. So the but one where he rescues the girl and the and he's like yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's like, a dork. Spider-Man, I think he's at like Spider-Man's a sissy or something. Yeah. <laughs> I actually tried to reread uh, the Thierry run and it... Doesn't hold up? <laughs> is this like, now is this legit or is this you like Atomic Roboing? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you should try to read it. I mean, the cover was amazing. I remember when it came out, Sean Chen was the new artist. It was Wolverine on fire on the cover running towards the camera. I mean, if you just want to read 23 more Wolverine books, I mean, I think the audience is ready for that. Is that what we're doing for episode 275? The <laughs> final <laughs> adamantium farewell. What a way to go out. The weapon mm. exit, we'll call it. You know, we could do <laughs> we could do every remaining, every single issue of Planetary gets its own episode. Oh, don't, show. don't tease me, okay? Don't tease me. Oh, man. We could just devote, like, you know, a good 20 minutes to each single issue. 15 minutes. 15 to 17. 10. 18. S- 7 to 10 minutes episodes. We would need two episodes for, I think, the finale per piece. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> here we, we, one, here we go. One episodes. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, I mean, it's a heartbreaking story because the the, ish, the series ends with the X Men getting an invite to the wedding uh-huh, between yeah. Logan and Mariko, and then I think the the wedding issue, Mastermind tells Mariko that the wedding is off, and then so Mariko tells Logan he's like, I can't marry you, and then that's it. The marriage it, it doesn't happen. <laughs> Classic Mastermind. So sad for Wolverine. I think that issue ends with like a single tear going down his cheek, and then that's it. Mm. Mm. I gotta, uh, yeah. I gotta catch up on those too. I didn't read those for the show, but it's been so long since I read those. Wow, poor guy. I want to start picking up. You know, I'm so burnt out on comics, but I've heard so many good things about Old Man Logan. But I just it was pretty good in there. Hmm. I have to say, that's good. It's good to know. But there's one, um, there's a, I think the story that I started getting back on, there's a story going on called Ronin now, but the one before that, he looks up his wife from the future, like in the old man Logan time. So he like has it in his head that like some people know I'm back. So maybe they're going to like try to hurt my wife in present day. And she's like a little girl, but in classic Wolverine story, he ends up bringing more trouble to her that he like goes to guard her mm. so there's like a four-parter of like him getting into trouble just by trying to watch after his future wife and mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty good there's not a Poor lot of guy. people talking about it but it's it's good i can't get a break you know he really can't yeah love him to death mm-hmm. 
Love the guy. Sexy. How about that hat I saw? I tweeted it out. That Days of Future Past oh, yeah. new era cap. Oh. Is that when we started talking about um, snapbacks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. You were filling me in on the, uh, you know, mm. the dish. Mm. The different kinds of hats. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you have it. Wolverine. We did it. We did it. We did we're it. Back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> There's that now you can't even say that without being kind of vague. I know. Like, oh, what do they mean? Is that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if people think we're even trolling them now. Maybe, yeah, they could be. No, they know. But, you know, get in the Slack IIRC right now for the details. If you haven't been uh, on the Slack, hit up Matt HH on Twitter. He was steamed about these Marvel Digital Code news. That's what he was steamed. Oh yeah, that's news. I mean, that's that news to, to to certain people. Uh, if you if you bought your physical Marvel floppies for the digital code of the free digital version of that floppy that you just bought, that is no longer. They are replacing that free copy with two copies of their choosing, older issues. I'm guessing. Yeah, like jumping on points or something. That's that's that'll probably uh, divide. It'll probably even itself out, but the you know I'm sure that will divide the uh, flappy buying audience. I mean, the ones who especially bought their Marvel issues from their local comic book shop to get that free digital copy. Mm. Now, what do they do? I mean, mm-hmm. are they going to? Uh, what you do you, know, what are are you going to do, Dale? I'm going to. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to buy the same amount of comics I have been in the last three months. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm on a I'm on a comic buy, buying hiatus, as really? it were. You know, you going to be able to make it to the next twenty five episodes? With yes, with money in my pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. <laughs> Letters at papercag.com. You shoot us a letter, we might read it on the era. Oh man, I, I guess we, I should have uh, had this letter queued up. <laughs> queued. Queued. We're out of the, we're rusty. Mm-hmm. We're just not gonna rust off, folks. So, our first letter. Comes to us from dear friend of the show. Very exciting. He writes uh, all the way back November 25th of 2016. Uh, Well, it's Thanksgiving. I'm the only one still awake and I just polished off the final piece of pie. I figured I'd listen to the last 30 minutes or so of the second to last paper cake of the year. You guys deserve a break. Still one of my favorite things to listen to after all these years. I hardly get to read comics anymore with my stupid job and stupid two kids and nonsense. It's good to be able to tune in to keggers and know something about what is happening in that world. Anyway, have a good break. You'll be missed. Thanks. Very exciting. Uh, Oops. I guess you have only six more months to get that delicious comic news. And uh, his kids aren't stupid. I was just uh, breaking his stones. (laughs) Right. He did not call his kids stupid in that letter. That was Jonesy. (laughs) Mad-libbing. 
Next up, we just got today as if somebody sensed. Yeah, how did how did that come in like 10 minutes before we recorded? I uh, wonder. Amazing. We have a mole? We have a mole on the inside? DMing? Mm-hmm. Huh? 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 Justin Riley. Take it take a sip at, of water, Dale, so you're ready for this one. That is some top 5 bananas on the Twitter. Uh, top 5 bananas. We missed you. Thank you for emailing us. And here's your letter. To the three guys who may have heard each other's name before, maybe it was that guy ahead of you in line at Starbucks. Hope you enjoyed the winter break. I managed to get significantly caught up on my backlog. So here's my listener lightning round winter break ultra edition. Taking a drink to wet my whistle. The Scott Pilgrim series by Brian Leo Malley. The first time I attempted to read this series, it did absolutely nothing for me. I packed it in halfway through Volume 1. Decided to give it another shot and enjoyed it way more the second time around. August Moon by Diana Thung. When a young girl temporarily moves to a new town, she meets a boy from the moon and a gang of mythical woodland creatures attempting to save the forest from a pack of shady businessmen. A bit slow and at times confusing, but great for any fans of My Neighbor Totoro. Lost at Sea by Brian Lee O'Malley. Before Scott Pilgrim put him on the map, O'Malley wrote and drew this graphic novel about teenage anxiety, a deeply introspective look at a teenage girl's struggles struggles with depression, self-doubt, and obsessive-compulsive thinking. Secret Path by Gord Downey and Jeff Lemire. A unique collaboration with the tragically hip lead singer, Pairs Lemire's artwork with Downey's poems, Mm. a heartbreaking tale slowly told through Lemire's stunning watercolors. P.S. What are the best comic book-related presents you guys got for Christmas? For me, it was the complete Calvin and Hobbes box set and an Akira Toriyama art book entitled Dragon Ball, The Complete Illustrations. That Mm. sounds actually really nice. Mm. The best comic book related Christmas present, Jonesy and Slim. Go. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying just we having us gifts. in your lives yeah. was your gift. I mean, that's that's my favorite gift every year is our friendship. I, oh, I mean, wow. it's the gift yes. that keeps on giving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, how about those paper keg shirts for the kids that we uh, mm-hmm. got? Wow. From the, the Jonesy Loves Beers. That is a, that was complete, beautiful gesture. That's very comic book related to Paper Keg. Uh, the Joneses got our kids little t-shirts made up that said the, uh, the Paper Keg, the Paper Kids of, and then it had our logo, our Paper Keg logo. And then it had their names on the backs of the shirts and their birth, their order of birth. Mm. It's because we're building a baseball team. <laughs> slowly we're getting there Very yeah, we five players I mean that's third base coach Dale underscore Ray <laughs> yeah that was uh, that was amazing what did I get comic book related yikes did I get anything comic book related uh, I think the only thing I got well I got my kids got me a Captain America like dartboard set that we're gonna play together uh, and I also got uh, the Batman collection by Telltale Games. 
Oh yeah, for Xbox. So I'm interested in digging into that. I think that was one. I think it got mixed reviews, but I think I still wanted to take a shot at it. I can't think of anything else comic related that I got. I'll tell you what I got myself for Christmas. The um, that silk screen print of Revenger mm. by oh, our friend Chuck Forsman. That, that hot pink and yellow oh. print. Oh, gosh. guys, it is beautiful in person. I should tweet out a picture. Tweet mm. at him. Uh, when I think of it, it is beautiful. He he made up these limited run of prints of uh, our favorite heroine, anti-heroine, the Revenger. Ooh. And the colors on this thing are stunning. Mm. It's just like a two-color print with uh, the Revenger is in like this yellowish tone and against this hot pink background mm. beautiful gosh mm. beautiful huh. mm. check out his uh, gum road store it might be still there maybe maybe i he's uh, got one of the last you ones. know i was watching his instagram live a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and he was teasing a new book coming out mm-hmm. he hasn't announced that yet right new book coming out from i a think publisher. you just did it for him you know he did get a bleeding cool firm that the end of the effing world will be released on hardcover. In the so, as Dale, well. for the audience, just pan down to make sure your pants are on at this point. I feel like I could, uh, I, I could be like crawling, prowling <laughs> like a cat, like you would. You like lick it up into the lick it up. Into the racquetball-sized shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the steam shower. You gotta get in there. Four people could lay down head to toe in that shower. <laughs> there you have it. Next week, we haven't uh, discussed what our book club is yet, mm. but I have some ideas out there. Tell you what. have some ideas. I think Planetary Issue 1. Percolating. Percolate on yeah. Babel, let's decide so we're not... Uh, it's time for the percolate. So you guys aren't reading Tuesday night like me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it offline. We'll see everybody next week. Love you. Love you guys.
about that ghost in the shell. Anybody interested in doing that? Sure. Whoa. Ghost. What is a uh, ghost in the shell is the, the ScarJo movie coming out, right? Mm-hmm. ScarJo vehicle. Hmm. Was that it? Was that a can't be worse than Lucy? It was, a... it was the manga, and then it, I think they made a movie, an animated movie. We could do the book and then the movie. Shh, Two shows, son. It's our there show. you go. Seventy-five, seventy-six. <laughs> also, you're gonna need to bleep me out. I think I actually got the word out, the full word, the S H I T word. Sorry. The manga first serialized in '89 under the subtitle of "The Ghost in the Shell." And then it, it sounds like then it came out, the Ghost in the Shell anime in 95. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, somebody Let's hit us up it. on Twitter. <clears throat> I forgot we're recording, but someone hit us up on Twitter if it was the censored or uncensored version of the manga. What does that I was mean? like, what is this guy talking about? So I Googled it, and it's the censored version. And the original serialized version, there's like, the I can't remember what her name is. It's like Soldier or whatever the lead character's name is. She like has to meet somebody on this yacht and there's these two women going at it on the yacht and they're like spread eagle. Oh, like geez. full on like Just X to clarify, this is not the version that we're gonna be reading. <laughs> Hang on one second. I gotta dim the lights and then we can continue this <laughs> you conversation. You need to crawl into the shower, Josie. Lick it up. It, it was, I mean, you can Google it. You, if you Google like Ghost in the Shell uncensored, there's like people, you can see the pages that were original and then the new pages. And they, I guess they like added on a G-string mm. thong or something onto the characters because it was probably some life preservers chickens. or something. It looked like it was some kind of like hardcore, board hardcore, shorts. like, you know, adults only book honestly hmm. just lying agape on some yacht i was gonna Ugh. say what's it what's the boy what's the japanese boy love books called is it yaya ya? yeah like you don't know sick out he just attacked me i know I had never, to cover that stuff for the I've show. I've never right. felt so attacked. Had to cover it for the show. I mean, you, you yeah, I think it's like shit him. <laughs> he was like a king cobra. Yeah, the like, snake it was that my he leopard is. paw. My leopard strike. Boy love anime. The deadly see. black. I think it's Mamba. called like Yaoi. Yeah, Yaoi. There you go. I'm gonna send you these links, Jonesy. Just a mess with my mind. Top fifteen best boy love. Yaoi. Hello. It's getting saucy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> i tell you what I uh, Talk to got to see over the... Reluctantly, I watched it over the Christmas break uh, because I felt like it's been crammed up inside me for the past... Not even year yet has it been out. Deadpool. Mm, you oh, you just finally watched it? I, I finally watched it because I felt like I've seen it. Right. Seen it since the day it came out because people wouldn't stop. Ryan Reynolds wearing his costume about, everywhere. Like, ah, I'm Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. How about every? I think I would. I think I would have enjoyed the movie a lot more had it just been shown on FX in a, in some sort of edited version. Because mm. when just for yucks, he just calls everybody like sea gobblers and sea sticks just because he can. Kind of like just not very magical. I feel like hey sea gobbler hey sea right to its credit I feel like it was a, it it fit the book like if if there's a certain demographic of people that love those Deadpool books and I feel like the movie 
knew them immediately but and they did I know, it. but that's not to say you we'll love it. I th- unfortunately I think you're right, but on a certain level the book is a little more smarter than that. I like don't, I and not No? Mo- I think most of Deadpool comics are like that. Except really? like the ones we've read, like the Dead Presidents and the Good, the Bad and the Ugly, that's like not the norm. For oh, Deadpool. okay. Oh, the Uncanny X Force is not the norm. Oh, jeez. Like it's fourth wall, jokey, you know, bad jokey. So, like that's why it was such a hit. I mean, they catered to that audience to a T. Mm. It's not my bag. Made my, I saw made it my too. stomach sick. It's okay. Hey, hey, Swizzle D. Hey. <laughs> I was listening to the Jerky Boys album all over. It. It like, that's all it was. It was like movie plot and him like calling people versions of C, C libs. It was like C um, word. Brad Grizzo, R I Z Z O. You see, neck. Yeah. What happens if you play the Jerky Boys for like? Maybe these people grew up on Jerky Boys and they still love them. But like, I wonder yeah. if like you'd blow their minds. Like, whoa, this was made twenty years ago. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but it was a perfectly fine. Good movie. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I wonder if they were. Would I think he talked about making like a edited version, like a G rated version? That'd be kind oh, of funny. Yeah. Also, be kind of funny listening to that movie, which just beeps over the bad words. Yeah, that might be good too. You know, there's a track somewhere where Reynolds uh, did. You know, was it Failio Audio? over all the curse words and mm. some ridiculous words. Yeah, he did like kind of goofy, funny words. Mm. ARD, they call it, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Jonesy busting oh. out terms. I'm not in the biz, you know? Is that a, uh, how did this get made term? ADR? Is that what you said? Or did you say ARD? ARD, ADR? I don't know. That is an HGTTRM. That podcast too. Actually, I haven't listened to that in ages, but I saw him post on Facebook that they had to like, they cleaned out their archive, anything older than six months, mm-hmm. and you have to pay to listen to it. What? Yeah, I saw Get that. Here. And it's and it's not just hit their stuff. It's, it's like they're part of this archival network that you have to pay like three or four bucks a month. Yeah, I guess Earwolf partnered. It's probably like some business deal that Earwolf did, so mm-hmm. it's probably all their shows. Scott, Scott Ackerman, is he okay? Hurting for some change? <sighs> Maybe. Hmm. Paper yeah. cake's leaving, so it feels like he can just move into that category <laughs> and just start <laughs> sucking up cash. That's probably what he thinks. Guy knows how to monetize. <laughs> he does much business. <laughs> <laughs> Step one, be Scott Ackerman. Step two, profit? Right. Question mark. <laughs> right. What a show. Yeah. Feels Great show, boys. Welcome back. We're back. Better than ever. Feels good to be back, huh? All new, all different, all ending. Too soon, Jonesy. Yeah. You gotta rip it off, babe, like a band-aid. Because <laughs> it's not ending. It's just evolving, right? Evolving into an end. You see swizzle sticks? <laughs> swizzle these. Swizzle dongers. <laughs>